is episode 35, September 17, 2016. Your host, Nick Tobin. Thank you all for listening. Today's show, we've got the attack on on-site consumption still. Let's do a recap. We have a meeting at the North Star Borough Assembly. It's going through. We have Diane Hutchison, Guy Satley. They are putting on their uh, ban on public consumption or on-site consumption with retail licenses. Matt Cooper comes along, puts a hold on things. He says, let's just put a hold moratorium and see what the state does. So let's hear what Cooper has to say. What was the date on the at the end of your thing? November 11th, and that takes into account. I, I think that the we should the, the regulations are out for comment now with kind of a September uh, goal date, and uh, that would give us time to see what those regulations might look like at the state level. Mr. Lawrence. Yeah, just to be clear, what you're proposing is that this ordinance would be, if modified or amended would uh, would be effective only until November 7th, 2016. 11, November 11th. November 11th, 2016. Uh, you know, unless, unless this assembly takes further action. Correct. It basically is sunset clause. I mean, obviously, we could always take action extending or... Uh, but or uh, terminating it sooner, but I thought a date certain sunset clause would make sense. Okay, and I can't advise the, the assembly that uh, the Marijuana Control Board is scheduled to meet on September 7th to consider the uh, regulations uh, regarding on-site consumption. So they're stalling. They're waiting for the state to decide. Now, as the state, they have so many licenses they're going over in September. This is the first time retail is coming on board, first time manufacturing for concentrates, uh, for just the simple butters. They didn't have time to deal with this big thing. So what do they do? They kick it down the road too. They punt back. What's going on here? Why don't they make a decision? What I want to listen to now, uh, audio quality is a little poor here. Best I could do at the moment without being there in person. Um, listen to how the CCB talks about on-site consumption. I saw her today at the reception A glass of wine in her hand I knew she was gonna meet Come on, consumption enforcement. Uh, thank you. Um, before we get into this discussion, um, um, I'd like to put a motion on the table that we table this until the October meeting. Second. Yeah, if I can speak to that, I, there's, as many of you know on the board, I have some real questions about whether we can actually do this. The Attorney General's opinion uh, is sort of some of my questions this morning to Ms. Mel. Uh, raise some other issues for me in terms of uh, 
exactly how we can define public versus non-public. Um, and I certainly understand some of the uh, decisions, but uh, I guess I would like some more time to uh, give some thought to uh, the Attorney General's opinion and uh, be cognizant of all the other time that we have to deal with uh, today. Uh, and having reviewed all of the license applications, uh, only a couple uh, were actually looking for on-site endorsements this application process, um, I just think it would be easier for us to uh, uh, talk about this at the October meeting and, and uh, not delay us too much today. So that's the reason for my motion. So they just want to wait. They say it's not going to affect many more businesses. It's only a few that it's affecting now. A few is too many. Anyone that's being affected by this, this goes back to March. Um, we should be open over the summer. Delay, delay, delay. Thankfully, Brandon Emmett is on there. He tries to bring some sense, but when you've got two members, two industry members, and three not, it's easy to get the not. Let's hear what Brandon Emmett has to say, and then at the end they vote, and they vote to wait till the October meeting. At her feet was I can't, uh, I can't support the motion to, to table this. As I stated before, uh, we're kicking the can down the road here. We're using some pretty creative language to delay, delay, and delay some more. And so if we, if we think about where this came from, the on-site consumption endorsement was brought about to deal with the unlicensed clubs. And so it, it is my fear that by delaying this any further, not only have we wasted valuable time, resources, um, but we're also um, in a situation where these clubs are continuing to operate. As we've heard, law enforcement uh, has not and most likely will not act against these clubs. I don't think they should. Um, but if they chose to do so, we're going to, have a situation on our hands where this board has made every effort to delay what has been the most uh, popular public opinion, and that is that people need a place to consume marijuana. The people that voted for ballot measure two uh, want to see marijuana regulated like alcohol, and we can spin it however we want, but it's becoming quite apparent that there is an effort by this board to stamp out consumption anywhere other than in one's home. And, and so I, we've, we've taken public testimony, we've gone over multiple different drafts of this thing, and I think it's time to adopt it. Any other comments? Yeah. 
hardship on any potential retail licensee. I think people who have indicated that they would like to apply for an endorsement uh, understand that they'll be able to when the regulation is adopted. Um, they have already laid out the space in their uh, establishment um, for consumption, or, or presumably they have, um, but it's not going to be a um, economic burden. It's going to be, you know, at most, what would it, what, how long would it take from the time we passed this in October? Wow, what kind of a timeline would we be looking for to have it signed by the so we're adding maybe maybe 30 days to that. The um, you know the biggest argument for on-site consumption is we have tourist trade and uh, we don't have uh, any cruise ships in the winter. Um, so I don't I don't think that this poses a, a, a real hardship. I think there's still some public discussion um, that's merited on this, and there is. Concerns about um, smoke-free workplaces and local uh, smoke ordinances are, um, you know, are, are very germane to this. But we know the mining consumption could mean, uh, you know, eating the cookie or a brownie, and it could well be the concern about smoke issue or concern about the crop issue. I, I think we can. I think we can hold off on this and uh, make it work. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I think a lot of public comment was received this time. The majority on uh, smoke, smoke-free environments. Um, you know, I think that's worth looking at in more detail. Any other comments? Yeah, Mr. Chair. So, if, if we do motion to table this once again. Um, like the, the board to make a, a mental note that we must come to a decision on this next time that there will be no more valid arguments for taking it down the road any further. Well, I, I think, I don't think we can make that decision. I think there's always, there, there can always be arguments. I think, you know, it's something that the board is put, I think it's a concern for the board. I think it's one of the, one of the, um, bigger regulation projects that is a concern for the board, so I don't think we can say we must do it at the next uh, at the next meeting. It depends on what the issues are at that time. Any other comments? So, for this 30-day period, are we going to look at possibly better defining public spaces for the three-day period. What are we supposed to consider? Um, more public comment, is that what we're looking for? Mr. Johnson. Um, the maker of the motion, uh, I'm looking for time for myself to consider. I, I think we had uh, pretty substantial public comment on the first draft. Uh, we've had additional public comment on the second draft. As long as we consider both of those public comments, I, I don't see any need to open it back up for public comment. I think we've got that. Uh, I'm just concerned that uh, uh, I personally, given the AG's amendment and looking at all the comments, I, I 
and I personally just need some more time to think about the issues to decide if there's potential amendments that I might be uh, willing to make, uh, although I have some other issues, and I know uh, Mr. Emmett describes a lot of motives to me, and that's fine. Uh, he can describe any motives he wants. I just need some time, and so I don't know that we need any more public comment. We've got, I brought mine in the comments from the last time with that Dick and Adam, too. I think we've got enough. Uh, the AG's amendment or uh, opinion is added some legal questions. And in my community, uh, we define consumption very broadly. So consumption includes eating. <laughs> um, and we basically say in public, you cannot consume. And our definition um, doesn't include anything that's related to if the board approves. Uh, and uh, so I think there's some issues that I just, I need to sort out, and we've got a huge agenda today, so uh, uh, that's why I propose it. I, I, I'm not expecting us to be collecting any more public comment. I think we've gotten all the public comment that we're going to get. Thank you. Any other comments on that? Okay, we'll go ahead and vote on the motion to table this next meeting. Mr. Jones? Yes. Mr. Emmett? No. Mr. Springer? Yes. Mr. Miller? No. Kramer? Yes. So that's your CCB meeting, and they kick down the road, as we have Brandon Emmett tells us. They'll be talking about it in October. Let's come back to Fairbanks North Star Borough Assembly and hear what they do the night after this meeting. You can't always get what you want. You can't always get the on site consumption want. of marijuana. And marijuana products. The sponsors are Assembly Members Satley and Hutchison. It's on page 68 of our package. Mr. Satley, do you have a staff report, please? Well, this will be very short. Uh, this is only two pages. Um, with the State Board putting a hold on the discussion um, until the third week, fourth week of October. Um, this whole discussion is going to cool down for a while, presumably, and it needs to. Uh, but this puts the uh, operative uh, paragraph here is uh, Section 2. Um, no land use permit applications for marijuana establishments that allow on-site consumption of marijuana or marijuana products within the borough shall be accepted nor pending applications approved while this moratorium is in effect. And it goes through November 11th. Uh, of uh, 2016. So um, it'll just uh, allow for a couple months of uh, cooling down until people can figure out how this uh, on-site, it only affects the on-site consumption, nothing else. Um, it'll allow this thing to cool down for a while and until people can figure out what direction this is going. And uh, Diane, I'm sure has some other words to it. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot other than just to bring to your attention that we changed the date on this to November 11th, 2016 to match the uh, last ordinance where Mr. Cooper had amended yeah. to a November 11th date for the moratorium on the on-site consumption. So that date coincides, just so you're aware of that, with the um, last ordinance that passed. 
Thank you very much. Does that complete your step report? Yes, it does. Okay. Thank you. Let's go to our can of warriors, Sean Tacky, Frank Berardi, Cole Foster. Right. Uh, so we'll open this for public hearing. I do have three people signed up to testify. They'll come forward, please. Uh, Sean Tacky, Frank Garandi, and after that we'll have Cole Hollister. Uh, Mr. Tacky, name and address for the record, please. Hi, I'm Sean Tacky, uh, 4720 Drake Street, Fairbanks, Alaska, 99709. I'm uh, here to speak in opposition to this ordinance, as uh, the previous moratorium already is effective enough. Um, it doesn't have any excessive overreach by uh, reaching into the different cities within the borough. They still have the right to approve any licenses that come before them. And so um, by already creating this exclusion, it's um, a little excessive and unnecessary since there isn't already a permitted um, on-site consumption that you can even allow. And since retail establishments are only allowed in the general commercial uh, central business district, light industrial, and heavy industrial, and then in the GU under conditional uses if it's within, um, uh, if it's really close to a private dwelling, which is already just as restrictive as uh, liquor licenses and on-site consumption for uh, liquor establishments. So the same locations for liquor establishments, whether it's a liquor retail store or an on-site consumption venue for a liquor establishment, they're all permitted uses. None of them are conditional use permits. So as the Planning Commission had already gone over it yesterday for another ordinance, breaking apart these two, they suggest not passing an ordinance of that nature. So creating a separate ordinance or creating a separate section for on-site consumption is unnecessary and excessive. I think that this would not be needed at this time. Thank you. Any questions? Seeing none, thank you. Appreciate your testimony. Uh, after uh, Mr. Hollister, can you take the empty chair and Mr. Berardi? Is it? That's right. Okay, sorry. Uh, go ahead and name and address for the record, please. My name is Frank Berardi, and I live at 801 Pelican Way in Fairbanks. <clears throat> Well, I'm here to testify against the ordinance uh, for the moratorium on on-site consumption. I think it's a unnecessary duplication of efforts on the state level, and I also think that it flies in the face of the supporters who waited here for five hours last time, um, almost all of whom testified in, in against the ordinance. We only had two people testify uh, in support of it, and um, I think that you know, it definitely takes the will um, out of the voters. Uh, you know, and Guy Satley, you say that uh, you like entrepreneurs, but you're trying to stifle innovation. And you claim, and I think the underlying reasons for that don't have much to do with uh, safety, indicated by the questions that you asked uh, Pakalolo Supply about not upsetting the wrong people compared to the upside for the financial uh, opportunity of on site consumption. You know, last time when I testified, I pointed out that uh, liquor licenses for on-site consumption were approved unanimously, even though we have people getting shot in the parking lot. And that happened again between the time that I testified last time and now. 
Now, if you look at the evidence, and I'll mention it again, of the potluck events that exist in Anchorage and the business that existed here before it was outlawed, there was no DUI arrests. There's no DUI accidents. There's no 911 calls. There's no evidence to show that these on-site consumption venues are dangerous in any way. Um, I think that, you know, you should lift the moratorium for these uh, business models if you do, in fact, support innovation and entrepreneurs. We see the only other place where this business model exists in Amsterdam, and it does make money. That's my testimony. Thank you very much. Any questions? Uh, Mr. Lawrence. Mr. Berardi, so it's my understanding, so your objection is that, number one, it's unnecessary in light of what, what this assembly did, you know, I guess two meetings ago. And uh, also you're against it as a matter of principle, as being, all right? Correct. Okay. My understanding from, I think, Mr. Hollister is that the uh, Marijuana Control Board will be taking up regulations regarding on-site consumption in the third or fourth week of October? Correct. So what, all right, I, I understand, what's, what difference does this make, whether this, th does it make any difference as to whether this ordinance passes or not. I mean, what difference does it make? It makes a symbolic difference when you have so many people show up and wait five hours to testify in support of it, when it's not going to uh, have any effect whatsoever on the state moratorium. If the state's putting a moratorium on it, there's no need for the borough to do the same thing, especially when so many of your constituents support this business model. So symbolically, I think that it does matter. All right. Thank you. Ms. Dodge. Thank you. And it seems like in other circumstances, we've already seen that we approve licenses, but the state hasn't approved them. So it really is just one checkbox along the way. And I presume it would be the same with this. If we were to have an on-site consumption application make its way all the way through and we said yes, but the state didn't have regs yet, it still would be just one checkbox. And there would be language, I presume, you, you may or may not know this, but in the ordinance that said awaiting state approval would you tend to agree with yeah that would be fine but for the borough to say no independent of the state when there already is a moratorium it just doesn't make sense no i'm just saying that really even if we said yes while there was a moratorium the moratorium would still be the ruling on the state level yeah but when it was lifted on the state level i would then expect you would be able to move forward at the state level yes is that correct thank you any other questions sir lawrence uh, well not okay. I guess I need to wait. You know, no, no, not not for this. Okay. Not for this thank you very much. I don't see any more questions. Thank you for coming down. Appreciate it. Yep. Um. And we have an empty seat. If anyone wants to follow Mr. Hollister, name and address for the record, please. Cole Hollister, three two six four Riverview Drive, Fairbanks. Uh, I just have a brief comment. I would like to see. I, I understand that the moratorium. As it stands, only goes through uh, November 11th and uh, may just be a technicality. I would like to see the assembly take a position on this that was in support uh, of the, as Frank mentioned, the overwhelming public testimony and what I brought up earlier that on a statewide level has been overwhelming testimony from the public uh, that they want to see some type of a safe place to consume just the same as the people who have the right to for alcohol. I think that by 
not passing this resolution, the assembly will take a position that uh, you support the on-site consumption. I know there's reservations about it, but um, the state's uh, doing a really good job on it. They, uh, they mostly deferred it today due to time constraints. They had so many applications on the agenda that they uh, didn't want to open up the whole consumption thing today while they were trying to uh, address my application along with many others. Mr. Dutch. So are you suggesting then that the Marijuana Control Board watches what local governments are doing and takes kind of in some manner takes that into consideration? Cindy as they Franklin is all-knowing. Right. She knows exactly what's going on right. in every part of this state. But my question was, you know, not does Cindy Franklin know, but does it matter to the board? Do they, do they watch to see... What public? Um, Absolutely, yeah. With uh, and with having Brandon Emmett on the board as a Fairbanks representative uh, to make a, uh, the board aware, the marijuana board itself. But uh, uh, I've got a great deal of respect for Cindy Franklin and, and her intellect. Uh, she doesn't miss anything at all, and it does make a difference. And she knows what's going on in every part of this state. Thank you. Okay. Any quest further questions? See none. Thank you very much for Thank coming down. Much. Is there anybody else who wishes to testify? Please come forward. Good evening. Name the rest of the Hello. room, please. Karen Lowry, 1162 Park Avenue, Fairbanks. And I, I really would just reiterate what the gentleman before me um, had to say in that this is a bit of an overkill piece um, for on-site consumption. You know, we didn't know what the state was going to do until yesterday, obviously. But I, I feel like, as a resident of Fairbanks, that this borough has really led the way in allowing businesses to create this new industry and to really open it up to entrepreneurship and, and the mo many levels of benefit that it will bring to our community. Um, and I just want to say and reiterate Frank's comments about we had an immense, we had a lot of people here the other night when it went on and on and on um, for five hours, people waiting and waiting because it is what people want. They do want to have a safe place to consume, a safe place to be. And, and adding this moratorium on top of all of the other hoops that the entrepreneurs are having to jump through to try to get this off the ground. It ju it just seems like overkill, and so that that's really what I have to say. And and all respect to the assembly, I think you have a chance to lead, and and I, it it's harmful when when you don't. Any questions? Anyone see any? Thank you very much for coming down. Thank you. Hey, anybody else? Going once, going twice. Public hearing is closed. Move to adopt. Motion to one. Move to adopt. Can you move in second? Thank you. Discussion, Ms. Hutchison. Yes, thank you, Mr. Davies. Um, you know, I appreciate that people came down the other night and testified, and I see a lot of the same faces every single time. And, and so I know there is an organized movement. It is your business. You have a concern, a business concern. There's also a lot of people out there that have other concerns and one of the problems and one of the reasons I think Mr. Satley and I brought this ordinance forward 
is because none of our discussion at the assembly level when we did planning and zoning involved on-site consumption, which is why we put the moratorium on the licenses. It's two separate things. The license is separate from the actual planning permits. Uh, so I would just ask my fellow assembly members to remember that we did not have an on-site consumption discussion when we did the original buffer zones, the original zoning, and I realized that the businesses wanted, you know, I'm sure they would prefer not to have any type of, of ever have a conditional use or ever have any type of, of buffer zones on there because their opinion is it's not harmful, but there are reasons that people wanted buffer zones, and uh, I, I don't see the harm in having a moratorium on issuing these permits because once they're issued and they go, we don't ever have that discussion again on whether we want to change the the zoning or the buffer zones that might be related to an on-site consumption. So. Thank you, Ms. Dodge. Thank you. Um, Ms. Hutchison raises some interesting questions for me, uh, and uh, I would address these to staff or to legal. Do we have any code that allows or denies on-site consumption at this time? So what we have right now in our zoning code is a permit for a retail marijuana store, which we define as one that's legally licensed under state law. So since the state proposed regulations just do an on-site consumption endorsement, it's not a separate license, we would allow, once the state regulations go into effect, we would allow on-site consumption with a retail marijuana store license. Would, would someone need to come back down to um, do something different with their retail license? To Yes, because we couldn't legally issue a zoning permit for a retail marijuana store with on-site consumption until the state passes the regulations. Okay. So right now they just have a retail marijuana store zoning permit, so they would have to come back for a retail marijuana store with the on-site consumption because they'd have to modify their site plan in order to do that. And so it's up to us also to decide if we want to change our um, planning and our zoning Correct, and you did refer an ordinance to the Planning Commission um, that Mr. Satley and Ms. Hutchison sponsored that will be coming back to you that contemplates the on-site consumption. So what this moratorium does is it essentially stops the issuance of permits until you consider the zoning regulations. In the interim, um, are we issuing permits, and under what? Under what authority? So right now we're not issuing permits for on-site consumption because it's not a legally allowable use under state law. So it's just a timing issue. If the state does pass the draft regulations that allow for the on-site consumption, then right now under our zoning code, someone could come in and fill out an application for a retail marijuana store and show an on-site consumption designation, and we would have to issue the permit. And because it's a permit to be issued, would it, would it still come to us or not? So the zoning permits and the conditional use permits do not come to you. So right. under the zoning code, no. But the state, the draft regulations for the state application for the state license, it still has to come to you as the governing body. Right, so the different local regulatory issues. authority. One is, one is right, the so they're separate. Right, so we don't current. So currently, under our zoning code, someone could come in and get a zoning permit and have a retail marijuana license, and on-site consumption would be allowed if the state regulations are in effect. And so then, 
when you get the license for the retail marijuana store, that's a separate process from that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Thank you. Mr. Roberts. Well, I was going to say this just seems common sense. I didn't even realize before they brought it up that I hadn't thought about the fact that we had the zoning aspect in addition to the business regulation aspect, uh, even though, of course, it's only good for three or four weeks, so I don't necessarily consider it completely useful. It definitely should be aligned uh, with our other moratorium, and um, maybe by then we'll have that zoning ordinance in front of us depending on the timing of the planning commission. Mr. Sally. Question to the planning director. Um, a couple weeks ago there was some discussion about you folks um, revoking three already issued zoning permits, I guess. Is that whole discussion, and I, is that relevant to this discussion or not? I, I, don't, I don't at all remember the details of those, uh, but possibly it ties in somehow. It is somewhat relevant, okay. uh, but it's passed at this point. Uh, we what did were issue, the, please, go ahead. did issue three retail marijuana zoning permits that said with consumption area because that was shown on their site plan. Right. And that's what they were applying to the state for. Subsequently, uh, the legal department told us we needed to revoke those um, because the state had not yet adopted regulations, so we couldn't say on the permit with consumption area. Right. But the site plan, ha we didn't require that to be changed. So as the attorney says, if the state passes regulations, they will come back to us for a revised permit that will say with uh, on-site consumption, and they will have to give us a new site plan, whatever they give the state and whatever the state approves, they will have to give us so that we have a current and accurate um, floor plan for what they want to do. And we will also recalculate our parking requirements based on that. So those three got revoked. Did they get, and it would be, I guess, the option of the applicant, did they get then reissued without the on-site consumption? Yes, that is exactly what happened. Okay, and we, we didn't charge them again. Well, we don't charge for zoning permits anyway, so. <laughs> All right. Just a lot of work. Okay. All right. Thank you. Ms. Dodge. Thank you. Um, so I'm curious, since we just issued an on-site or a retail license to Pakalolo, and they have um, checked off a box to the state application about on-site consumption, have they checked off a box on the application to us, or are they eligible then for exactly what you just said, a, a conditional permit if the state adopts it at this time? Uh, that option is available to them, provided the state passes it. Their floor plan has an area designated as storage or future consumption area. Uh -huh. So if they choose to move forward, they would come back with a new floor plan that shows mm -hmm. what would happen in that portion of the building. All of which would be handled within, at this point within planning and zoning. Well, the, the local process would. They would have to go through the state process again right. as well. Right. Thank you. Mr. Lawrence? I guess question for Ms. Dolan. <clears throat> if this ordinance uh, is voted down and the Marijuana Control Board uh, approves regulations allowing for on-site consumption at retail outlets, then 
at that and that happens in late October or so at that point then people you know applicants can come in to to obtain a zoning permit that would in, include on-site consumption is that correct correct so anywhere we allow a retail marijuana store under the zoning code they could also get a permit that includes on-site consumption now if if this assembly were subsequently uh, to cons I haven't seen the ordinance but I, I presume that there's a, an ordinance out there it's been referred to that uh, would have this assembly adopt specific zoning rules for on-site consumption correct if we were to subsequent we were to adopt some rules or uh, yeah rules that that were different from from retail outlets you know retail uh, marijuana stores by itself what impact would it have on those those uh, licenses I mean those permits excuse me those permits zoning permits that had been issued before we changed the uh, the code so they would likely have grandfather rights. So if they actually come get a permit and establish a use before you pass your new zoning regulations, those particular establishments would have grandfather rights. All right. Thanks. So this would prevent us from it, from accepting the application and granting the permit. So it's just a way, it's the cart before the horse. It's just when it, your timing of your zoning regulations and the state regulations going into effect. Thank you. I have Miss Dodge and then Miss Hutchison. Thank you, and um, I think this is either this is to staff, either uh, Ms. Dolan or Chris um, Manning. Um, the, as I understand, or it seems like we heard in testimony, retail outlets right now for marijuana currently meet the same specs as alcohol outlets and bars. Is that correct? That is correct, and that is how we developed the ordinance. We looked at similar uses, and in the case of retail, we looked at alcohol stores and um, uh, on-site consumption of alcohol as comparable uses and looked at where they were allowed in zones and where they weren't. So following kind of our approach, we've already really kind of thought this through and established it if we continue to presume that we want to treat marijuana like alcohol. Correct. Thank you. Okay, uh, Ms. Hutchison. I, I just was going to, since it is public, I mean, it's been published and was advanced by the Assembly to the Planning Commission, so I was just going to let Mr. Lawrence know that the ordinance sets up uh, a retail license with on-site consumption as a separate uh, local license from retail license, and then it makes it a conditional use. Pretty much in in the the zones that would have the retail license now, yes. Okay, Mr. Quist. Um, uh, thank you. So, uh, a question, if I may, I, the the follow up ordinance to this, if you will, uh, Mr. Satley, Ms. Hutchison's ordinance, was that reviewed at yesterday's planning commission meeting, or is that on the October agenda? No, it was reviewed last night. Okay, so then a uh, follow up question. Maybe for the planning commissioner, what? How did the planning commission uh, vote on that, or what was the opinion of the commission? I, I don't recall the vote, Miss Director Nelson. Do you? It was five three uh, to recommend uh, approval. 
No, I'm sorry. That was the other one. That was the other one. Sorry, it was 5-3 to, to recommend denial This, this of item's not on our agenda, so I, oh, I prefer that we didn't okay. discuss this any further. Okay. Thank you for allowing me that. I, the reason I asked is because it seems like these two ordinances are designed to work together. And, and so if the planning com if a hypothetical ordinance were to have that effect, it, it, they could work together. Okay, I, I suppose I'm <laughs> misunderstanding. Um, but thank you. Um, if I may continue. Sure. Okay. Um, you know, I don't, if this ordinance were to pass tonight, I don't really see it causing a lot of practical problems and maybe it even solves a, you know, a, f a few small problems with having to deal with, you know, if a, a permit was awarded in a small window between um, the, the state finalizing their regulations and us finalizing ours. Um, that being said, I don't really see it accomplishing a lot, and I think what we heard today and in the previous month that we live in a state and in a, in a community in particular that really would like to see uh, this drug come out of the shadows and be normalized, and we people, responsible adults, are looking for a place where they can use this legal substance responsibly and, uh, and legally. Um, so about the practical merits of this ordinance, I don't really feel very strongly one way or the other, but, uh, you know, on, on a larger symbolic level, I really think that we do need to oppose this because I think that we live in a community, um, that is, is really asking for this. And I also, uh, and I do appreciate their voices on the other side of the issue too, but I honestly believe that this, this direction that we're going, um, is in the best interest of the welfare of the community as a whole. So I would urge everybody to vote no on this. Thank you. Um, Mr. Cooper. Thanks. I'm, I'm going to shift back a couple threads. So I'm sorry, I want to follow up on Mr. Lawrence's questions regarding the grandfather rights. And Ms. Dolan stated that uh, they might, in that gray period between the time that regulations were adopted and or, or issued by the state, if we issued any licenses before we got to making new zoning ordinances um and you stated that uh that they would might have grandfather rights if they established a use right correct uh, but they couldn't establish that use until they had a license is that correct correct yes because they can't actually be in operation until they have a license so really uh <clears throat> reading this proposed ordinance in conjunction with the moratorium we passed last week it would really only affect I mean, the, the real only practical effect would be within the cities of Fairbanks and North Pole because nobody could establish a, a use for grandfather rights in that interim period within the borough, outside the cities. Correct. Because you already, yes, because you have in Chapter 9 the prohibition on on-site consumption of marijuana clubs. Correct. Right. So I guess to follow up on that, I guess from my perspective, the, the only real practical effect of this ordinance is to extend what we did Two weeks ago, into the the, the two cities, but Stodge. I'll pass right now, Mr. Roberts. So I'd like to point out that um, uh, as we saw with the zoning permits uh, when this first started kicking off, was that um, the administration decided that if um, um, if a zoning permit was issued and the situation changed that they weren't necessarily going to go back and um, 
review that or change it or even let the state know that it no longer meant zoning even though they had an established business. So even if they don't have true grandfather rights, we have that problem in our process where the zoning permit may get issued and then the situation changes because we pass some rules about zoning and then it doesn't get adjusted because of that. And so um, so even though it's not true grandfather rights, it's still um, something that simulates that in the process that uh, I think makes it important for us to at least try to time things a little bit better and not end up with any of those strange situations. Mr. Quist. Thank you. Uh, just to follow up on, on Mr. Cooper's point um, about businesses, although they might have been issued uh, you know, a, a zoning permit, not being able to establish a legal use and therefore not being able to establish grandfather rights. It's my understanding that the, these retail uh, on-site consumption endorsements, we will they'll come before us again the same way we would see it as if it was a, a new license. And we have the ability to, <coughs> even if, let's say it was a new retail license that was also in their initial application trying to have the on-site consumption, we would have the ability to protest and not only just protest overall, but we could protest specifically just the on-site consumption. So, I mean, I think we already have a mechanism by which we can prevent, you know, um, you know, this potential problem with grandfather rights. Stolen. So, so that's generally correct, and I'm I'm not trying to correct you on that, but I will say. That's under the draft regulations um, that the endorsement is considered a new application, and so it would come back to the local regulatory authority. But the state has been in communication with us as to whether or not we're also a local regulatory authority within the city limits of Fairbanks and North Pole. So right now we have an agreement. They are still sending us them, and we've taken the position that we're also a local regulatory authority, but we aren't clear whether they'll continue with that. Thank you. Oh, just so you know. Yep. Chair. Mr. Roberts. So, um, so something to think about is that um, – God dang it. Blanking out. Um, go to someone else, please. Okay. All right. Anybody else? With – the leave of the clerk in the body, I would just like to make one quick statement about how my vote should be interpreted. <laughs> and that is that I fully support on-site consumption. But I think it's appropriate to adopt this moratorium so that we can see what the state does and so that we can have an orderly process of adopting and however, whatever our rules of regulation are to be so that we don't create these situations where we have a, a special niche in time where somebody gets to do something but other people don't. And uh, I think it's just a, a more thoughtful, uh, orderly process to wait and see what the state's going to do before we take our final decisions on, on what we might do. And if we don't do that, then we forego that opportunity for us to, to make, have that thoughtful process. So, so I'm going to support this ordinance just because uh, – just a, the moratorium, but I don't want anybody in this room or in the borough or in the state anywhere to interpret my vote to mean I don't support on-site consumption. I only support a moratorium. 
So, Mr. Roberts. So my point was notification. If we end up, when reviewing this, we end up with some zoning regulations that have conditional uses for on-site consumption, that the biggest thing that adds is a notification process so that the public knows the on-site consumption will be going on in their neighborhood and they can come testify, um, whereas um, if we have this gap and they get the, the permit before those rules are put in place, there won't be any notification for that public to testify so that we can do the protest that Mr. Quist brings up. We won't have the public testimony because most of the neighbors won't know that it's going on. Thank you. Stotch. Thank you. I just want to associate myself with uh, the chair's remarks. Um, it does seem that a moratorium is probably a good way for us to keep the process clean while we figure out what we're doing and what we're not doing. But that does not indicate for me a lack of support for consideration of on-site consumption. Any last comments? Seeing none, clerk, let's vote. Okay. Did you catch all that? Let's, let's do a recap. So the previous week, Cooper adds this amendment to the ban on on-site consumption. The amendment he adds is a moratorium until November. This week when they're talking about it, this is the vote on the actual ordinance, the ban on the on-site. As they're going through, and, and remember, it's Satley and Hutchinson. Hutchinson's going to be gone, replaced by Tacky. We'll still have Satley to deal with for a little while. I don't know when his when he's coming up for election, but when he does, he should probably go to. He's done well for a while, but I don't know. We should see. Now we have Quist. He keeps on, he brings up lots of good points through this whole thing. He talks about the planning commission and how they voted. They discussed this issue. Planning commission said not a good idea. Um, he does want the moratorium though. He says he wants to make sure it goes slow and make sure things are safe. I kind of think this is because he has his own plans and they're not ready yet. So if things are slowed down, it helps him. Roberts keeps bringing up, he's really excited about notification. Uh, On-site consumption will get a conditional use permit now. All the neighbors will be notified. Neighbors will come in. They'll complain. The board will then agree with the neighbors that complain and um, licenses will not be awarded. Cooper goes back to grandfather rights, keeps defending his idea that the moratorium, if no licenses are granted, you will have no problem. No one will have grandfather rights if no license has been granted. We have Davies. He wants to make it clear his vote. He is voting for moratorium. He is not. He is fully supportive of on-site consumption. Dodges reiterates the same exact thing. She wants the moratorium but supports on-site consumption. This is where it gets gold, guys. The vote. The vote. Listen to the vote. But if you try sometimes, well, you might find you get what you need. Sadly? Yes. Mr. Lawrence? Yes. Mr. Roberts? Yes. Ms. Hutchison? Yes. Ms. Westland? No. Mr. Cooper? No. Mr. Quist? No. Ms. Dodge? 
for the, for those listening. There's smoke coming out of my ears as I'm thinking. Um, no. Mr. Davies. Yes. Would anyone like to change their vote? I'll change mine. I'll go no. So Mr. Lawrence has changed from the estimate. Mm-hmm. Four or five. So the vote is uh, four to five. The ordinance is not adopted. It was. All right, we're going to take a five-minute break and come back. That was action. We've got Dodges. She looked so confused up there when she was voting. When she voted no, I, the whole board, it, it got quiet. It, it is already quiet, but it was like stunned. Cooper, before Dodges votes, he votes no. I don't know why. I think he thought the votes were there to get it to go through without him taking any blame for it. But he votes no. Then when the vote is 5-4 for yes, Van Lawrence changes his vote to make it 5-4 no. Wow. The whole thing is canceled. What is this? What is this? Um, I couldn't believe it happened. The whole discussion was going towards this on-site consumption being passed. Everyone talking about it. You know, we had our definitely people who weren't. But then when the vote comes down, something happened. I'm going to put it right on Dodges. When Dodges flipped, calls Van Lawrence to be able to do what he did. I wish he would have done it first. But he came out eventually. He was paying attention. He saw what happened. It's not over yet, guys. Because the next couple days, Cooper says, Wait! I don't know. We didn't know what we were voting for. Um, there was a mistake. We need to bring it back up. Okay. Let's go to the news miner for this one. Singing words gonna bend our frustration. If we don't, we're gonna blow a 50 amp fuse. Sing it to me. From Newsmire, Amanda Bowen, Bowman, she's been doing good covering this. Assemblyman calls for redo a vote on Marijuana Cafe ban. A borough assemblyman wants to revisit the proposed pot cafe moratorium in the city of Fairbanks, which failed in a close vote last week. Fairbanks North Star Borough Assemblyman Matt Cooper filed for reconsideration on Friday, and the assembly will vote on whether to take up the issue all over again in its next regular meeting on September 22nd. Cooper said he didn't feel good about having voted no on extending a borough moratorium on cannabis cafes into the city of Fairbanks. You mean he didn't feel no, feel good. He's the one who brought it up. The assembly is worried about unintended consequences if the the Alaska Cannabis Control Board approves regulations for on-site consumption at its next meeting in October, and the borough hasn't fully vetted the issue as far as planning and zoning is concerned. Remember, planning and zoning didn't want this. They don't want this moratorium. They want on-site consumption. 
The Borough Department of Community Planning is currently rejecting site plans for retail stores with on-site consumption, but only because the final state regulations for on-site consumption are pending. The Assembly established a moratorium on cannabis cafes until mid-November, so the body could review final state regulations before considering local zoning rules, but the wording of the measure was such that the hold only applies outside of center limits. A measure before the Assembly last Thursday aimed to extend the moratorium to the City of Fairbanks. The City of North Pole is not offering on-site consumption as an option in its permitting process for cannabis businesses, according to North Pole Mayor Bryce Ward. The Assembly, in a 4-5 or five vote, rejected the idea of extending the borough moratorium. Cooper said he was on the fence when he voted no and had second thoughts the next day. It makes sense to take the opportunity to be cautious, he said. We are on cutting edge of on-site consumption. No other state currently allows cannabis cafes. The Cannabis Control Board last year opted to offer cannabis retailers the option to have on-site consumption, but has been putting off approving final regulations. Okay, here's where I feel the CCB was trying to handle on-site consumption. They were requiring them to get retail licenses. It doesn't mean the on-site consumption business model had to be a, a robust retail outlet. It could still be the simple higher calling club model. i sorry I haven't been down to the southern ones. I, I will, though. But the business model, they were just given that license option, the retail with the endorsement. doesn't mean you can't focus everything on the on-site consumption side and very little on the retail side. But that's not how things are working out. People aren't interpreting that way. Hey, thank you for joining us on Far North Toka. You can find more episodes on SoundCloud, search Mid Toka, and farnorthtokers.com. See ya!